0: Hey, hey you. Yeah, you, the one who tuned into the Pin Pals podcast. Are you looking to get custom pins made super easy? Are you new to the pin game and don't know where to start? Perhaps you don't even know the difference between soft enamel and hard enamel. Or maybe you're a polished pin maker, you've been in the game for a while, but your current manufacturer just isn't cutting it. Well, I got some good news for you. My friends over at Your Stuff Made can help make you custom pins. They are wizards at this kind of stuff. They work under strict ethical guidelines, so you know your pins are being produced clean and safe for the environment. Their team actually cares about what they make. And best of all, they're not a middleman. They have direct access and control over tools, machinery, and resources needed to make enamel pins. So this means super low costs and fast shipping times. They are the real deal. And speaking of deals, you know where I'm going with this. I got one for you. If you order custom pins from your stuff made, you can save 10% off your entire order. And with this inflation going crazy these days, 10% can be huge. Especially if you're new to the pin game, every dollar counts. So all you have to do is visit yourstuffmade.com, fill out a quote, and under the referral section, select the Pin Pals Podcast. That'll tell them that I sent you, and that's how you get 10% off all your custom pin orders. Once again, the place to be is yourstuffmade.com. Let them know the Pin Pals Podcast sent you. So what are you waiting for? Start creating today. Welcome back to the Pin Pals Podcast, the podcast about enamel pins and the culture behind them. I'm your host, Eric, from Warrior Pins, and thank you for tuning in. Wherever you're listening to this, I appreciate you. Um, speaking of, wherever you're listening to this, make sure that you're following the podcast, whether you're hitting follow uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or you subscribe to the YouTube channel. One, so you never miss an episode. But two, I'm going to be doing a huge, huge, giveaway at the end of the season in which I will be selecting followers and subscribers from all the different platforms to win pins from guests from season three. So make sure you're following, make sure you're subscribed, all that fun stuff. I will be checking more details on this giveaway to come. Alright, a couple things before we get started. Number one, huge shout out to my Buy Me A Coffee crew. That's right, Invader Pin, Manny Cartoon Studios, Enigma Pins, Pinsomnia Designs, Pins by Charlie, Pin Lord, Miss Penny, and Vin Pin. Appreciate all of you guys from the bottom of my heart. Without y'all, I don't know if I'd have the drive to keep this podcast going, so appreciate you. Uh, number two, I'm going to be at San Diego Comic-Con next week talking about pins. we got a panel about pins going on, and BB Create and Cool Electro Creations, two guests who I've had on the podcast, will be there in addition to a bunch of other pin makers. Lantern Pins, Blank Slate, Design, Kimchi Creative, uh, Pop Culture Cool, I think I got everyone, uh, uh, and Punch Chewy Press, um, yeah, crazy lineup, it's gonna be awesome, we're gonna be talking about creating collectibles, enamel pins, like... There's a panel at San Diego Comic-Con about pins, and I somehow weaseled my way into getting there. It's still racking my brain, the fact that I'm flying to California to attend a panel about enamel pins. Like, how crazy is that? Uh, You can bet that there's going to be lots of exclusive content coming uh, out of being at San Diego Comic-Con from tiny interviews to you know possibly full-length interviews with some of the folks that i'm going to meet out there it's going to be a good time so uh, make sure you're following the pin pals podcast on instagram the same name at pin pals podcast for all the latest updates you know i'm going to be sharing a ton of stuff through that uh, through our Instagram about San Diego Comic Con alright point number three trying to get through these as quickly as possible I will be at Patches and Pins Expo in Anaheim yeah finally took the plunge I've been saying it in all the podcasts but actually doing it um, packing a suitcase full of pins tablecloth and a couple other little things checking that bad boy uh, hopefully doesn't get lost in the flight but, yeah, so you're going to be able to find me in Anaheim at the Patches and Pins Expo. It's at the Anaheim Convention Center. It's going to be inside. Thank God, because I looked at the weather. It's going to be hot. Um, it's going to be awesome. All my pin friends out on the West Coast will be there. It's going to be huge. I mean, it's go- I can't even imagine how much bigger it's going to be than the New York shows. But to say I'm excited is an understatement. I'm so stoked for the panel, and for the Patches and Pins Expo. It's going to be a jam-packed week for me trying to fit in podcasts in the middle of all those things, too, trying to go to the beach. Uh, All right, I won't tell you my personal agenda while I'm out there in California, but let me tell you, I'm going to be making the most of it. I'm going to be chilling as hard as I can because, you know, (laughs) self-care. And don't worry, there's going to be another episode of Pin Pals podcast. Airing next week, so we're not going dark. You're still gonna get another episode. Um just probably won't have like a super detailed intro or anything like that. Alright, let's get into today's episode, which is I think the longest interview in Pin Pal's history. I chop it up with Vince from VinPin, and if you're not familiar, get familiar. His Instagram handle is at VinPin. Just check it out. But let me tell you, Vince is a pulmonary and critical care physician by day. That's his day job. He's due to saving lives. And we talked a little bit about that. But at night, he's a fledging pin artist doing all these cool studio Ghibli, Pokemon designs, a lot of pop culture, fun references, diving deep into his, his Asian culture to pull out some other fun stuff. Uh... I became a big fan of Vince, you know, as soon as he became a Buy Me A Coffee supporter. Not because he was paying me in coffee or anything like that, of course not. Dude actually has some cool stuff and, uh, you know, overall developed a a great friendship with Vince. I think he's awesome and uh, I think you'll instantly pick up on those vibes. Uh, We chat about dealing with art theft, that's a wild story. Uh, one of his designs, someone quote-unquote borrowed it and started producing pins. He goes into all the details about that. We talk about collaborating with BB Create, who was a previous guest. You want to check that episode. I think it was like 16 or 17. It's the tail end of season two. Uh, we also talk about marketing strategies on Reddit. Believe it or not, Vince found this like this crazy hack on the Pokemon subreddit. It's a good one. Uh, We talk about creating content and so much more. It's two hours long. Oh, by the way, I I can't believe I forgot to mention this. We do an unboxing as well. That's probably why it's two hours, but the unboxing is a lot of fun. We essentially turn into like little kids during this conversation. This was a really good episode. I'm not trying to like toot my own horn. Just Vince delivered on an engaging, valuable conversation. I think you guys are going to learn a lot from this conversation. So without further ado, let's just jump into it with my pin pal, VinPin. Welcome to Pin Pal's Vince. How is it going?
1: I'm doing great, man. It's really, really great to be here. I've uh, I've been watching your show since uh, basically the beginning of the second season. Uh, and uh, I had to kind of catch up through all of the first season. And uh, I'm glad to be here.
0: It's such an honor to finally have you here. For anyone listening, just for some, like, additional context, uh, yes, uh, Vince has been a listener, but he's also been a long-time Buy Me A Coffee supporter. So he's been, like, helping make this podcast kind of what it is today. And and, and it's just... Um, so yeah, so to finally have them on here and be able to talk to pins, it's just, it's just so cool to be able to talk to someone who's down to support these kind of projects, someone who seems very genuine, someone who's really contributing great things to the pin game, um, as I'm sure you'll hear in the rest of the episode. But, um, but Vince, why don't we just have you quickly introduce yourself and, uh, and your pin shop? Sure.
1: Uh, hey, uh, my name is uh, Vince. I um, I run a uh, shop called VinPin. Uh, a little background on me. I am a, um, I'm a physician. I specialize in pulmonary and critical care. Uh, and so my shop is uh, primarily tailored towards um, healthcare professionals and uh, creating pins uh, that kind of blend healthcare and sort of pop culture uh, to really... Um, you know, to really give other healthcare professionals a chance to uh, wear their passion on their white coats and wear their passions on their uh, lanyards. Uh, And uh, so far, it's been great. And people seem to really uh, enjoy some of those mashups. Um, The, uh, you know, as part of the sort of the mission statement of VinPin, um, I, you know, donate about uh, 25% of every sale to a charity, Um, in the beginning, I was sort of, you know, picking and choosing a charity that sort of represented the pin itself. Um, but, uh, it's, you know, my inventory is so large now that it's really difficult to, um, to kind of like target a bunch of charities across a bunch of pins. So over the last uh, six months or so, I've been lumping most of the sales into, uh, a single charity and then just changing that charity every uh, few months. Uh, And that's been very rewarding and very fulfilling. Uh, And uh, it's been great to create something that people really enjoy and to have to give people a feeling that they're also giving back to people in need. And, you know, uh, yeah, and and doing all that stuff. So that's that's basically what this shop is all about.
0: That is so cool. Wait, did I hear you correctly? Twenty five percent of every every order, every sale.
1: Uh, I mean, I guess I should correct that. It should be like 25% of, every, of the proceeds of every of every sale. So the profits of every sale, uh, 25% of that goes to charity.
0: Oh, I, I mean, that's just amazing because you hear certain people just kind of releasing one pin and it's just like all the proceeds from that one pin will go to or X amount or whatever, but you're saying it doesn't matter. It's like every everything always donating 25%. That is awesome. That is very commendable. And I can see why a lot of people would kind of gravitate towards your shop. It it plays in hand with the, uh, with, with the pins that you're making too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I've, um, I've, so I've been in business for about a little over 18 months and I've donated, uh, I think just a little over $5,000, uh, to charity, uh, which is, which is great. I've, um, you know, I, I try to donate to charity whenever I can, you know, sort of out of, out of my own, out of my own pocket. Uh, But it's really nice that, you know, there, I actually feel like the money that's going to charity is coming out of something really formative. Uh, And that's, that's been really cool.
0: Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I hope, I hope people kind of, I I really want (laughs) to, you're inspiring me now to kind of like donate a little bit more often because it's just, it's just such a, it's a, it's a good feeling to be able to give back to those who like really need it or to give to organizations or charities, um, that are really like, you know, impacting lives for the better. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that's really cool. Um, but what I'm really curious is your, uh, your aha moment. When <sighs> were you like, Oh wait, I can make these pins and, can put them on our white coats and our lanyards and I I think this is on like w- w- how did you come about with the idea and and, and walk me through the kind of in, the inspiration behind it
1: Yeah I mean I think the um the the short answer is uh the pandemic basically um you know I uh you know I do pulmonary critical care so I spend uh, a lot of my time in the intensive care unit uh the ICU and um, I work at a academic institution so I'm working with um, you know, residents and medical students, as well as, you know, a large staff of nurses and, um, you know, respiratory therapists and pharmacists, you know, basically, um, I have pretty close contact with a lot of people across the entire healthcare, um, industry. Um, and, um, there at the time when, uh, when the pandemic hit, so, you know, this was like, uh, March of 2020, um, there were five of us in our group. Um, And right at the end of March, uh, one of them, one of one of my colleagues went on maternity leave. Um, And one of the uh, one of my other colleagues was pregnant. And, um, you know, we we really didn't feel that comfortable with uh, her being in the ICU and, you know, really because we didn't know like how you got it. We didn't know what the exposure pattern was. We didn't know um, really anything about the virus. And so for a long time, uh, for the first six months or so, uh, there were only three of us that were staffing these ICUs. Um, And, you know, we were so busy, you know, around like April and and May when things, when we kind of had our first surge that people like to talk about, um, you know, things were really busy. And so we ended up, uh, our ICUs ended up overflowing into some of the other units in the hospital um and uh we had to basically open a second um, icu team and so instead of one out of the three of us being in the icu at any given moment two out of the three of us were in the icu rotating um and so for the first six months of the pandemic i was uh attending in the icu uh two weeks on one week off one week off for six months straight and uh And it was busy and it was tiring. It was emotionally and uh, physically challenging. Um, And, you know, and then at the same time, because we knew so little about how to treat and, you know, the the process, um, I would come home and I would go straight to the shower. And from the shower, I would go straight to the guest room. um, And uh, I didn't see my kids. I didn't see my wife uh, for probably the first six weeks of the, um, of the, of the surge, because I just really didn't want to take any chances to infect them. My, uh, my youngest was only, uh, four months at the time. Uh, and so it was like, you know, I didn't want to get him sick and I didn't really want to, you know, affect anybody like that. And so my wife, uh, you know, she really stepped it up and basically you know, took care of both the kids for you know that entire six to eight weeks while I was basically just in and out of the hospital, um, and uh, and it was tough. You know, I, you know, I was I was tired. You know, my family was tired. I would go to work and I would see my nurses. I would see my residents, and everyone just seemed scared. Everyone seemed tired. Everyone seemed really unsure of where things were going to go, and um, in the beginning you know, when you're the attending and when you're the, when you're basically responsible for this whole team, you know, you, you kind of feel that sense of ownership. And um, for the first, you know, for the first couple of, um, for the first couple of weeks, all the new teams that would come through the through the ICU, uh, I would buy them gift cards. Uh, I would, you know, go to, you know, CBS uh, and buy a bunch of like Amazon gift cards, just, you know, just to make them feel that, you know, they were appreciated and that they were, you know, that I really understood what they were going through and, you know, just wanted them to feel like, you know, all the work that they they were doing was, was worthwhile. Um, and, uh, and after doing that for a couple of weeks, I, you know, sort of was thinking that like, you know, buying gift cards is great, but, you know, it's not, um, there's no personal value to it. Um, you know, there's no, um, you know, once you spend it, it's gone. Um, And uh, there's there's not really something that you can really take away from a very, very difficult and very tough experience. Um, And so, you know, after about um, after that first kind of wave uh, and while I was kind of sitting in the guest room by myself, I kind of started drawing and started working on some ideas. Uh, I used to do some graphic design when I was in college. and um, I kind of stopped doing it in medical school. I stopped doing it while I was in training. Um, and so I, you know, tried to pick it back up again and just, you know, see what I could make and see what I could put together. Um, and after about a week or so, I created, um, I think I actually, I have it here. Uh, I created my first, uh, my first design, which is this COVID buster design. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, soft, it's a soft enamel pin um, that I, um, you know, I, I brought the design to my, um, to the program director at my hospital. And I told him like, Hey, I made this design. I'm, you know, kind of looking around and thinking that maybe making a pin out of this would be a really fun way to, um, you know, a fun way to show our appreciation to the residents and the nurses that we're working hard and they'll all have this pin and it'll be, you know, something that, you know, they'll feel proud of, and it'll kind of bring everyone together. Um, And, you know, my program director was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, um, you know, look up some pricing, figure it out. Um, And, uh, you know, for the first pin, I went through, you know, a middleman. um, And I think I spent, you know, some like $500 on, you know, my first set of, I think, like 500 pins.
0: Um, That's actually not bad five hundred dollars yeah, for five hundred pins for,
1: for yeah the man. yeah um and uh and we you know made enough for all the residents all the nurses all the pharmacists all the respiratory therapists um and uh and that was like and that was the first that was the first thing that we did and that was you know sort of where things were gonna end i guess um and, uh, and the more I talked to the nurses and the more I talked to, you know, the people who received the pins, you know, everyone, you know, their first reaction to me was like, you should be selling these, uh, you know, you should be making more of these, you should be selling them. Like people would, people would buy at least this pin, if not, you know, something similar to this. Um, and so, you know, I kind of, you know, took that and and started working on a couple of other, other designs. Um, and um, let's see and the the next design that i i came up with which ended up uh pretty much going viral right off the spot um was uh the uh, ppe kachu design which you know was incredibly relevant for the time because you know when you're talking about you know april of 2020 all people were talking about were like ppe's and mass shortages and you know, having (laughs) enough to wear and, you know, like what the Americans were wearing versus what Europeans were wearing in the ICUs. And so, you know, it was like a really on the nose sort of, um, of concept. And, um, and, you know, I think, I think one of the things that I always believed when, whenever, especially with the internet's involved, you have the whole world. uh, One of the things I always believed was that like, there's no way I could ever have an original idea. Um, Like if I've If I've thought about this, then I'm sure, surely hundreds of other people have thought about this before or have done it or created it. Um, But, uh, you know, I did a, I did a search of, of Pikachu wearing PPE or Pikachu wearing, you know, physician clothes, like, you know, any Pikachu within the healthcare field. I ran, you know, a pretty broad Google search and I didn't find anything. Um... And so I was like, sure, let's do it. Let's give it a shot, you know, give it a shot and, um, you know, try the design and, um, you know, within a week of, um, within a week of releasing it on my Etsy shop, it, it sold out, uh, the first hundred, wow. that I made. Um, and then I also, you know, redid the, uh, COVID busters design. Uh, so everyone in my, everyone in my hospital, uh, has this, um, soft enamel version um and the ones that i sell are hard enamel uh just so that there's at least some exclusivity to um what's in the hospital like i I know that when i see someone with the soft enamel pin it was i i know it was given by my hospital and sort of within my own network um and uh and yeah you know once these two designs came out there um and people really responded you know, favorably to it. You know, I was like, all right, let's um let's keep going with this and uh let's let's keep trying. Um and uh, at the time for the first uh I think for the first couple months I was donating um like everything to charity. Um and uh and then you know once I mm-hmm. kind of made that decision to expand it into other designs and you know trying to um, create sort of more of a business out of it. I was like, well, I can't donate everything to charity. I need to kind of get some of it to put into new designs and, you know, to advertising and things like that. And so, you know, I kind of had to start cutting back um, on the uh, the charitable donation from the full 100%. That's why I, I kind of settled down to 25% because I really needed, you know, some of the profit to be able to invest back into the business. Um, and, uh, and that's sort of where I've settled and that's where I've been from there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was really just, you know, this idea of, um, you know, we were, we were all working to, together in this hospital, we're all working really hard. And, um, you know, it was this, this moment where we always say that, you know, the, the ICU team or like these multi, multidisciplinary teams in the hospital, like, we're very, we're a very tight knit community. Um, and I believe that, but, you know, once the pandemic, um you know, sort of like heightened everything, uh, the camaraderie and, the, and the, the togetherness, you know, that we felt, you know, was stronger than ever. And, you know, this whole idea of, um, you know, people comparing healthcare providers to soldiers going to war um, and like the idea of being on the front lines, uh, I think it was like one of the first times it really felt real and that that the terminology felt true. Um, and, uh, and this whole, this whole thing, you know, really came out of, of that, you know, those moments. And, um, so, you know, it was tough and, um, you know, I like to, I like to think that, you know, this pandemic was, you know, there's, there were some silver linings that came out of it and, you know, some good that came out of it. And, um, as, as great as this has been for me creatively and, um, and sort of as a, as a emotional outlet. You know, being able to give back uh, and being able to donate to places that were really in need, you know, is also a way for me to really feel like something great is coming out of the pandemic itself.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, first of all, thank you for your, your service. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you get that all the time. But uh, for real, like I had, that must have been really scary. I know personally it was, a, it was a really scary time for me. So I can't imagine having to go... Um, having to go through uh, the, the, the the madness that was at all these hospitals and stuff like that. Um, I think that's really cool. I, the, the pins and what you wanted to do, like pins just help bring people together, uh, you know, w- with just like some common thread. And, um, and the fact that you were able to like bond with your team through these pins and kind of feel more close knit along with all the other like uh, campaigns and stuff like that we're all going on. Like, it's just cool how like pins kind of, Found a way in there to be just more than just a symbol, you know, for you and your team. It, it it ended up, you know, becoming almost you could say bigger than yourself because you're 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 able to have funds to donate to charities and stuff like that, and really make an impact with uh, with your designs and pins. So that's really cool, and that might be like one of the coolest uh, uh, like stories of, of how a pin shop got started.
1: But but you're right though. I mean I think that um, you know as a uh, it's a, a pin like this is so um, you know th- there's no there's no politics you know attached to any of this stuff and you know with with all of the you know with all of the craziness and you know even within my own hospital you know there there are you know nurses and and healthcare providers that are on both sides of a lot of these you know healthcare political debates um, which I've try to stay out of as, as much as I can. Um, but, you know, at least something like this is, is something that, you know, really everyone kind of gets behind and everyone, you know, believes in, and, you know, everyone in the hospital believes that this pandemic was tough. Um, and, um, and, you know, being able to have something to show our, um, you know, to show how together we are, um, is, uh, is a really, really nice thing. Um, you know, we might, we might disagree on how ultimately it should be treated. We might disagree on, um, you know, the different medications out there, you know, vaccines, you know, things like that. And that's, that's fine. You know, people can have their own opinions on, on how they want to, um, go about, uh, you know, treatment because that's how it is for all of medicine. You know, everything that every disease that we treat, everyone sort of approaches it a little bit differently and everyone has their own sort of way of, of doing it um but the experience and you know the difficulty and the trying time that we all went through everyone went through that and everyone believes that and everyone experienced that um and this is this is a way to commemorate that um and i think that was really uh what was the most special to me
0: yeah that's pretty cool it's a like a positive outlook on like a, a really scary uncertain times but you were able to make a lemonade out of lemons <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to think. <laughs> Um so it jogged my memory when you showed me the uh the PP Ekachu pin. Mm-hmm. We were chatting in the DMs. I don't know, maybe a month, two months ago, there was an issue with uh, a similar pin design floating around on the oh, internet. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but uh you know, that's that's a thing that has happened in the pin community. Um, whether it's done by accident or, you know, a manufacturer knows that it's selling well, or, you know, you got pin shops starting up and they just buy pins in bulk for manufacturers and, and, and sell it and stuff like that. So why don't, why don't you kind of, uh, just talk about like that little experience?
1: Yeah, I've had, I've had two different, uh, two different experiences and they both revolve around the the Pikachu design. Um, the, I think the one that we're referring to, uh, initially was, um, you know, I had my, I had my first experience with a bootleg. Um, and, um, this was about, uh, this was about two months ago, uh, that this happened and, and, uh, I, it came to my attention. Um, there was a uh, I ran across an Etsy shop that was selling a version of my PB Ikachu pin, which was, it looked very similar, but there were things that were definitely off about it you know some of the some of the the lines were a little bit uh different um and some of the placement of some of like the, the hands were a little bit different and uh and it was really interesting to me that you know not only you know because my first thought was that oh maybe this was like you know someone took the mold the the existing mold and uh, started creating their own bootleg pins off of it, you know, whether it was something related to my um, original manufacturer, or maybe there was like a mold that they had thrown away and someone fished it out of the trash can. Um, you know, that was my first thought. But then the more I looked at it, the more I was like, this is, there are parts about this design that are not, you know, in my original design. Um, and it seemed more and more like it was, you know, someone took a picture and then copied it and then tried to create a pin out of it. Um, and, uh, you know, I eventually reached out to the guy and, you know, it was like, hey, I just want to let you know that this was, you know, one of my designs that, you know, I've been, you know, selling now for about a year. Um, and the guy who I spoke to, um, you know, told me that, you know, he had very little to, you know, to do with it. You know, he was just somebody who was, as you were saying, buying pins in bulk um, to kind of sell from his uh, little shop. And uh, he gave me the name of the uh, manufacturer that, you know, sold him the pins. Um, And, uh, you know, he had a whole, he had a whole catalog of um, (laughs) Pokemon pins and he had, you know, chosen like five random pins from this, um, from this catalog. And my pin happened to be one of them. Um, And the the reason why he chose it was because he is also in the healthcare field. Um, And, uh, you know, and it, it, Resonated with him, and he uh, decided to sell the pin because it was something that you know was was actually near and dear to him as well. Um, but you know, it ended up it ended up you know turning out really well. You know, he um, he, I told him that you know I donate you know my proceeds to charity, and you know this is you know this is a a design that was really made to reach out to people and give back. Um, and you know, if he wants to keep selling the pin, and he's obviously more than welcome to because he already paid the money to, to buy them, um, he's got to, he's got to donate some of it to charity, which he agreed to do. Um, and, um, and, you know, he continues selling the pin and he's, you know, he, he's actually a, uh, he works in, um, uh, in cancer, uh, children, cancer. And so he's, uh, donating his, uh, parts of his proceeds, uh, to funding, um, uh, you know, research for, uh, for childhood cancer. So, you know, at least something, something positive came out of that. And, um, And, you know, it could have gone, it could have gone much worse. Uh, And uh, I still need to kind of figure out what to do about this manufacturer. Um, You know, I have their name, but, you know, I don't think there's a whole lot I can do about it. You know, they're in China and, you know, they're kind of just doing their own thing. So,
0: yeah, did they, it wasn't the same manufacturer, was it?
1: It wasn't the same manufacturer. It was a totally different manufacturer in a totally different province.
0: That is wild. Um, Hmm. Yeah, that's that's yeah, good luck trying to get down to the bottom of that. <laughs> I don't think that they would be willing to uh to talk about that or it would just be like a pain in the in the butt trying to go back and forth trying to rectify that situation or whatever. But not a bad outcome. It could have been worse. It could have been worse and at least uh he agreed to donate some of the money. So,
1: yeah. What was um, this other experience? Oh, well, the other experience is is a little bit um it's totally different, but it's it's similar. It's in a similar vein. Um, you know, about, um, so in March of 2021, um, I shifted my shop from Etsy over to my own website. Um, and from March to about October, I, um, I delisted my Etsy page, um, because I was just trying to funnel, you know, I was really trying to work on the website and really just trying to, um, get all of my traffic there. And so, um, so my Etsy site was, was basically non-existent. Um, but you know, every now and then, uh, I would, you know, look on Etsy and just kind of see what's out there and, uh, you know, what people are doing. And, um, I think about at around like September or like August of 2021, uh, I came across a, um, a pin that looked very similar to my PPE kachu pin, um, same, you know, same idea, you know, kind of wearing, um, you know, wearing the mask and and everything in the same sitting position, same directionality um of um of gaze. And um, but you know, but cartoonified, like it was sort of made in more of a chibi style as opposed to um sort of like my more true to the original concept style. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and which I think on the one hand, I would think, okay, that's probably, you know, someone just had a similar idea and, um, and they executed it their own way. However, um, you know, and, and uh, you, know, you know, about sort of the Etsy search algorithm, I feel like, you know, to some degree, you have to be very specific in your search um, to get certain things. And, you know, if you type in certain strings of letters, uh, you're not, it's not going to come up unless it's like, a tag, um, and so when I specifically search for P P E Kachu, so like P P E K A C H U, that pin comes up first um, as as a sponsored pin, and so you know I think right off the bat I was like, okay, so this person clearly put that phrase in their tags because um, because P P E Kachu by itself it doesn't mean anything, you know, if you if you search for it, it doesn't mean Pikachu. It doesn't mean anything in healthcare. It's just a a random word, and so, um, so it, it did seem as though uh, you know that person was um, you know at least using that tag uh, to um, to to market to market their design. Um, and it was sort of at that moment where I realized like I should probably reopen my Etsy shop. Um. <laughs> And, uh, because when I, when I would go to their page and I actually see what, what their sales had been, uh, they had like, they had been selling a ton
0: of these pins. Oh no. <laughs> uh,
1: like they had, they had sold, I think, you know, some like 50 pins, like within the last, you know, couple of weeks. And I was like, all right, you know, I should probably reopen my Etsy shop. Um, so I, I reopened my Etsy shop and, put the, put the pin back up there and, you know, within like a couple of days. And, you know, I think once the, once the design came back up in the search algorithm for Etsy um, it, it started selling really well again. Um, and so I was like, all right, this is a, this is a good way for me to capture people who, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not getting on my Instagram, I'm not getting on any of my other marketing platforms. And, um, and so, so at least it, it was good because it, it did, it did convince me to go back onto Etsy and I, you know, I, I have my Etsy shop back open again and, and it's been great.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was, um, well, pretty funny story. Um, and I went to go search for it and like, it comes up as an auto complete thing. when you start typing in PPE, true. it just, it, it's, really? it's, it's now a thing. Yeah. It's the only term that comes up when you start searching for it. But, wow. uh, I guess enough people have been searching for it that, uh, that uh, Etsy made it a thing. Um, but it's funny that you, you mentioned this, because um, I was looking at your Etsy not too long ago, and I was just like, does he? I feel like he's got more pins mm. in, in his inventory than what I'm seeing on Etsy. And I didn't go through like all the different categories and stuff like that. But then I was like, I saw your announcement. Thank you for visiting. Please check out my full shop at vinpinshop.com. So I was like mm-hmm. does does Vin, Vince has like a, a strategy going on where maybe he's just like putting up like maybe his most popular pins or pins that have like a lot of search volume on 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 Etsy just to get some of that search like you were saying and then you know I don't know put some of like the the, the newer releases cuz like I didn't see like your uh, your collab with BB Create uh, mm-hmm. on there that's on your website so was there a strategy like now that all that's kind of like figured out and your Etsy shop is opened um is that kind of what you're doing
1: it is a little bit um you know a part of it is uh still trying to get you know the business over to the shop because that ultimately will then get onto my Instagram because that's a little bit more linked together um and a part of it is actually more due to convenience as well uh <laughs> you know I don't um, I, I don't know how a lot of um, a lot of the other, uh, you know, the the other designers who have like both shops, like uh, their own website and an Etsy shop. I um, I'm not really sure exactly how they manage inventory across two shops. Um, because my biggest fear is I sell out because I've I have too much inventory in one place or the other. Um, and then now I've oversold, um, or the other way around, um, where, you know, because I'm too worried about, you know, it selling more on one platform then I'm underselling on another platform. And then it's just sitting there on, on, you know, the other. And so I, um, and so part of the reason why I only selected like, I think 20 pins or so to put on my Etsy page is because those are the ones that have the most movement where I'm constantly checking inventory um, and you know making sure that I have enough. Um, the other ones, you know, if they're a little bit less popular or, you know, maybe I'm selling a couple a week instead of a couple a day, um, I'm not going back to checking them uh, as often. And I'm just, you know, then I'm kind of more worried that, you know, they'll end up selling out or, or I'll have some inventory issue down the road. That's just not something I want to deal with. And so I just haven't done it.
0: It's a pain in the butt. I've definitely uh, oversold pins and had to like take them from my personal collection. And that's never fun. Uh, and it, But it's also never fun having to refund someone when they like mm-hmm. buy a pin. There was one instance where I didn't have one. They ordered multiple pins. I didn't have the one and they just wanted mm-hmm. the entire refund to be ordered or to be refunded. And oh, I'm wow. like, well, uh, I'm sorry. I can offer you a free replacement or even a discount. Like I tried to save this sale. But um, now nah, they wanted the refund. Um,
1: yeah, I, I've, had a of, I've had a couple of people reach out to me on Etsy saying like, hey, I really like your pins. It would be great if you did this character. And I'd be like, actually, I do. And, um, you know, then then I can tell, them like, I actually, you know, have it on this site and you can take a look. And that, and that has actually worked as well, you know, when people direct message you about it. Um, yeah, so I would, I, you know, and then, you know, again, like, I'm not. I'm not terribly concerned about, you know, maximizing sales and, and, you know, a lot of it's going to charity anyway. And so, you know, my focus is on just making sure that, you know, the business runs smoothly so that I can kind of just focus on work and focus on, um, you know, family and and things like that. So, you know, whatever's going to take the least amount of sort of like um, maintenance effort on my end, (laughs) I'm just going to do it. Um, And uh, it's a little lazy and I, and I'm sure I could probably make more money, um, You know, if I had the entire shop um, on Etsy, but uh, but the amount of upkeep that it would potentially take me would would take me away from some of the things that I, I prioritize more.
0: Absolutely. Uh, a lot. Of, I would go back and forth, and I'm down to, like, 10 of a certain pit, and I have them listed on both. Like, okay, a couple, three sold on Etsy, so let me take out, like, three from the inventory from Shopify and just, like, manually going back and forth. Well, if more were selling on Etsy, I'm going to list a couple more on Etsy because they seem to be selling there. Mm-hmm. But it's very much a manual process, and it's, just, it's, it's not fun. And you're right, it takes away from, like, doing other stuff, and it's just one of those... Uh, kind of things that you have to do, you know.
1: Yeah, it's like you're, it's like you're playing mind games with yourself, you know. You're yeah. like, you know, this is going to be more popular here and I'm just going to try it here and see what happens and then you're like constantly checking it to make sure that you made the right call and you know, I think at the at the end of the day, you know, if if it just that if that option was just not available to you, you were just like, all right, this is just
0: how it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. But I got to say you're doing really well on Etsy. Not only are you a star seller, but you know, for only being for for starting a business, a pin business in the pandemic and for only being in business for 18 months, you have almost 3000 sales on Etsy. Um so I that's just that's just like you like you <laughs> found an audience like and I say that all the time, uh finding your audience and, and getting super niche um can often yield great results, and I think you are uh, like a perfect example of that. Like you really leaned into that niche. You're someone in this industry. Again, you're someone who would probably buy all these pins that you're releasing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that plays a big part of it. So just wanted to uh, to congratulate you on that because that's a huge it's a huge accomplishment.
1: Thanks. Yeah, you know, I mean the the healthcare community is a it's a huge community. Um, you know, like, I know, like, there, you know, I went to, I went to med school in um, in Cleveland and, um, and you wouldn't think it, but, um, you know, Cleveland has like two major medical centers there. Um, you know, there's, you know, what we call university hospitals and then there's the Cleveland clinic. Um, and, uh, across all of Cleveland, um, like some, you know, 50% of the population of Cleveland Works for one of these two institutions, um, and you know whether and it, it's obviously not always you know healthcare providers themselves, but you know you have people in environmental services and you have people who are in the uh, you know in the uh, the culinary staff. Uh, you know there are so many aspects to healthcare that you know are not just necessarily just healthcare right off the bat, uh, mm-hmm. but they're just as important and they are necessary and you know they are working, you know, just as hard as, as anyone else within the, within the industry itself. Um, and I think that, um, you know, for a community that's that large, uh, there are surprisingly very few gifts that are um, specifically tailored to the healthcare community that is not very generic, uh, like a paperweight or, you know, a business card holder with, you know, your, your title on it. Um, and, um, you know, there, there are a couple of, uh, pin designers, uh, out there that are, you know, really trying to target the healthcare community and, and they're all doing quite well. Um, and, um, and I think that even within the industry itself, um, you kind of still have to further, um, you know, further, uh, differentiate yourself, uh, from them, you know, which is why I've kind of leaned hard into, you know, some of the pop culture stuff because some of the other designers that are out there uh, are doing um, you know much you know much different stuff you know some are some are kind of you know weaning in more towards the uh, fine jewelry aspect of it um, there are some that are kind of doing more like cartoony more on the nose stuff that um, like inside jokes which are a lot of fun um, but you know not many of them are are doing a whole lot of pop culture and uh, you know this happens you know this happens to be, you know where i've I've kind of found myself um and it's um it's great it's comfortable people really like it um but uh but yeah every now and then i try to do something that is original and try to do something that is um you know not um you know fan art based or or pop culture based and uh i think the the more of a following i've gotten um the more those pins have become more and more popular as well
0: oh yeah absolutely yeah for sure um I think that's always the case, too, um, with, like, if, 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 you know, you're leaning pretty hard into pop culture, it's like that stuff is always going to sell better than, like, your original ideas that aren't necessarily related to that. But it's only after you be, have, like, a following, and you're kind of growing, like, your own little community that you're able to have some fun and experiment and people kind of know you and the brand a little bit more. And they're like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, I never, I I never really, um, I never thought of myself um, or at least the business as like, you know, having a brand, Um, you know, I kind of, I've been, I've been very much, you know, focused on just like making some really cool, you know, pieces of of art and, you know, doing pins, you know, as part of like its own series. Um, And yeah. And like, and the more people who've you know, have, have kind of come to know me and there've been followers who I've seen from day one who, you know, continue to comment and continue to, um, you know, really like the stuff that I've done. Um, uh, you know, the more this idea of like branding has, um, has become like, yeah, I guess, I guess as a, as a designer and as a brand, um, you know, people are kind of interested in, in what, in what we're doing and, and how we're doing it as opposed to like, you know, what's the next thing that's going to come out and do I like it or not?
0: mm mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and you're doing a great job with that, too. I know we were talking a little bit about uh, your logo pin. We were trying to I was trying to decipher like what it was. And when yeah. you sent me that design, I'm like, I have no idea. And then you broke it down. Um, it's pretty funny. But that was my attempt at a segue because like we're we're pretty in in far into the podcast. Oh, yeah. There was no mention of. Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. See, like I totally forgot. I was just so into like the conversation. <laughs> Uh, Vince was kind enough to send over a little, little package, little goodie. And we figured, uh, Hey, let's do an unboxing live on the podcast. Um, so while I get this open, why don't you kind of give me like, give me some tips. Let's say someone comes up to you and like, Hey Vince, uh, I think I want to make my own, my own pins or something like that. (laughs) I like what you're doing. It's pretty cool. I think I want to get into that. What would you say to that person?
1: Yeah, it's, um, I've had a couple people ask me, a lot of people who are in the healthcare, um, you know, field have kind of asked me like how I've been able, how I like come to getting to to what I've done. Um, And it's funny because I, the first couple of things that I did when I was researching pins uh, was to uh, look at, you know, sort of the series of articles that Pin Lord put out there. Um, You know, he had that, he has like that whole series of articles that are about like, you know, what goes into the pin design and, you know, how do you find a manufacturer and, you know, who do you talk to? And, um, and, you know, that was, that was great. And, you know, for anybody who is, um, you know, just starting off and doesn't really know what goes into the process, I've been forwarding him, forwarding them his articles and, um, and they're really great places to, uh, to kind of start just to kind of learn what it is, because there's a lot of terminology that, uh, I just didn't know uh, kind of going into it and having having uh, his having his articles kind of break down some of the the really basic terms and the really basic concepts. Uh, I think you know for I think for us now, like a lot of it is sort of second nature, but you know if you don't know anything about pens, it's a really good way to start. Um, and then you know I kind of tell them like you know once you've kind of gone through all that if you have any questions about the process or, you know, what, you know, how to go, go about doing it, or if you just need help trying to like create something, you know, come back to me and, and then we can talk more on uh, more on that level so that, you know, we can, we can get out of, we get the terms out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah. And then kind of moving forward from there um, you know, then I've had a few people kind of give me a couple ideas and um, and you know, just trying to, to get them to um, almost boil down a lot of these concepts into something that will fit in a, you know, one and a half by one and a half, you know, object um, is, is something that I think a lot of people uh, either, you know, have a hard time understanding or, you know, maybe kind of get right away. You know, like I, since I used to, used to do a lot of graphic design stuff, you know, a lot of what I was doing before is just learning how to simplify you know, learning how to create a shadow without gradients, Um, you know, learning how to, um, you know, create an object without too many lines. Um, And I think in a way that that's pretty much what pin designing is, is creating as much detail as you can um, with as as little as possible. And, you know, with as much simplification as you can. And then, you know, I think, you know, once, I think once people kind of understand that concept, then I think it makes a lot more sense, um, in, you know, the designing process. And then, you know, from there, you know, the manufacturing aspect of it's like its whole, you know, its own beast of, of, you know, how do you talk to people? How do you get over the, um, the time difference and, you know, how do you even get over the language barrier? Um,
0: you listen to the pin pals podcast.
1: Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, you know, and the one thing that I've kind of told them is that, you know, there there are like billions of manufacturers out there, Um, you know, just find somebody that you feel like you can truly communicate with, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because stuff is going to go wrong and you're going to have a bunch of defects. You're not necessarily going to be happy with, you know, the the first run or even the second or the fifth run down the road. And you just need to be able to tell them what the problem is so that they understand you. Um, And in a way where like, neither of you are offended Um, because I feel like, you know, once people kind of, kind of get offended, then it's just hard to kind of get over um, that before actually getting to something constructive and actually figuring out a solution. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, those are, those are kind of the main questions that I've gotten so far. It's just how do you get started? How do you make the initial um, art piece? And then how do you work with the manufacturer? I think those are the big three, questions that i had going through it and those are the questions i've seen over and over again um okay. of people who've, who've contacted me
0: uh well i'm gonna go ahead and just clip out everything that you just said and then you <laughs> can just send that to the people when they ask you these I questions <laughs> that's really good advice really good tips um i'll sign off on everything you just said
1: awesome
0: uh all right let's get into this unboxing um, okay all right so we got it open Right off the bat. I
1: already forgot what's in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> High-grade tissue paper. I can already... I can feel it. This is that good stuff. <laughs> oh! This from Christmas. Oh, snap. This thing is packed. Let's see. Can we get a good... Oh, no! <laughs> okay, well, the first thing... Uh, so I'm using my, my DSLR to record video. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh,
1: hold on. Let oh, man. You're really... Really close up there. All right.
0: Okay. There we go. Yeah, it like zooms in every time I like have to change the focus. But <laughs> there it is. Vinpin's logo pin. Really cool. I don't know if you want to quickly describe it. There's a bunch of pins here.
1: Yeah. You know. Really. I mean, I've had I've had a couple people ask me what the logo stands for. Um, and you were asking me what the, what it stands for, and it's like totally abstract. But you know, briefly, it's a V on top for for my name and Vinpin, uh, and the four letters below it, um, make up an MMXX, which is basically 2020. Um, and so it's the, uh, it's the name of the name of the company and the, the established date.
0: This is very cool. looks like a, like a red dye, soft enamel pin with red. I'm sorry, with white, uh, enamel on the inside. Mm -hmm. Very clean. Uh, I dig it. Let's move on. See, like, this other thing, too, is, like, I'm out of focus, like, because it's a pain (laughs) in the butt to go back and and manual focus, because if it was autofocus, it would just, like, kind of freak out every now and then. Um, Okay, so it looks like these are, uh, these are part of your Asian street food, or?
1: Yeah, Um, so I have a, you know, I think last year I started, you know, putting out a couple of Asian market pins. Uh, A lot of this was really in in response to a lot of the injustice that we've been seeing in terms of, uh, you know, some of the the racial violence uh, towards Asians across the country and, you know, sort of across the world as well. Um, And so I've been making a series of Asian market pins and uh, pretty much donating uh, the proceeds of these sales um, to uh, different communities that are basically targeting racial injustice. Um, things like, um, you know, uh, um, what is it, Asian Americans Advancing Justice, um, as well as uh, the, um, the, what is it called, um, Hate as a Virus. Um, you know, those two, uh, those two um, charities are the ones that I've, I've primarily donated to uh, as a result of the sales from these PINs. Um, so it's, it's great. You know, a lot of this really comes from my childhood, uh, things that I remember growing up, um, and, uh, you know, being able to put that to, um, put that to good use has been, has been very, very fulfilling.
0: Yeah. These are clean. These, uh, hard enamel with the, uh, the takeout box having, uh, some really awesome screen printing done on them. Yeah. Um, The screen
1: print on that takeout box is, uh, Clean. I was. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was going to come out that well. But you know, you can see all the individual um, sort of spaces inside the you know pagoda.
0: Very awesome. Uh, moving on. Oh snap! Oh snap! I don't. <laughs> There's the white
1: rabbit pin, um, and the uh, and and the packaging for that is the is that the thank you bag that I put it in?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Was this custom made? So well I
1: um no so I bought a bunch of these uh I bought tiny a bunch of
0: little egg teams. roll bags
1: <laughs> yeah these a bunch, a bunch of these glassine bags and then I had a I had a stamp uh made for the uh for and I' just been stamping each one individually
0: wow uh, creative
1: yeah I love I love these stamps I have so many stamps of um you know like stamp of like my logo and um you know I have um it's been great it's a really great way to 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 get, you know, things on, um, like, cardboard boxes and and things like that uh, instead of, like, finding a printer to do it for you.
0: Yeah, Vince, I'm seeing the lack of stamps on this uh, package. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's really cool. I do the same thing. Uh, Every time I have, like, a really cool design, I will go ahead and try and make it a stamp and just have fun. When people order stickers or something, kind of dress up Mm -hmm. the envelope a little bit. Uh, Okay, we have the infamous... I don't want to say yeah. infamous, the, the world famous, the P.P. Ikachu, the original.
1: The original with the um, with the Game Boy backing. And um, that's the uh, um, I think that's the first uh, the first Game Boy inspired backing card that that I made. And that's the one that is basically exclusive to the P.P. Ekachu now.
0: I like it. Very clean. Uh, <laughs> I love creative backing cards, too. <laughs> I, I've been having a lot of conversation with pin makers, um, trying to figure out like a more eco-friendly solution to backing cards. Because a lot of, I don't, I don't know what the percentage is, but I know a lot of people don't save backing cards. I know a lot of people are not like me. I've saved almost every single backing mm-hmm. card in case I don't know. I felt like I wanted to resell or take a picture and you know make it look nice how I got it and stuff like that. But. um But yeah, so I just wanted to call out these two look Mm -hmm. like they're maybe made out of like recyclable cardboard or something like that. So that's really cool. I got to get into that. Um, Okay, this is awesome. And I was not expecting this. So recently, as of like, well, last Friday or something like that? Yeah. (laughs) uh, You teamed up with BB Create to uh, release these awesome pins. Why don't you tell me about them?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I found out about BB create from your show actually. And, um, I had no idea that, uh, you know, Mike and Miguel, they, they don't live too far away from me actually. Um, small
0: world. That's uh, crazy.
1: I know it's a small world. Um, I, uh, I love their stuff. You know, I'm a big star Wars fan. Uh, and, um, you know, I found out, you know, Miguel is in the healthcare field, um, as well. And so, you know, once I kind of, learned more about them, you know, got some of their stuff. I was basically, you know, pinging them nonstop to see if they would do a collaboration. Um, and, you know, with the holidays coming up and they had a bunch of, um, they had a bunch of, uh, um, you know, shows and events that they were, that they were um, tabling at. Um, and sort of once the um, once everything sort of kind of died down a little bit and, you know, once things sort of, um, you know, once they had a little bit of time, we started working on this uh, collaboration. Um, and I think it turned out great, um, you know, little BB-8 and little R2-D2 droid, uh, as, uh, little, uh, medical providers. Um, and, uh, and I love it. I yeah. think, uh, one of the, one of the best things that I've been able to do over the past two years has been, you know, basically do collaborations. Um, I don't think there's anything really, um, there's, there's nothing better. I feel like in a business than a collaboration. Uh, and, you know, it's a really, it's a really great way to see how other people do things and to, you know, see how people market things, but it's also a really great way to learn, um, you know, different techniques and different styles and, you know, really trying to blend, you know, two ideas together into something that is really, um, you know, that really defines both companies has been, uh, has been a lot of fun. Uh, and so, yeah, so this is my, you know, our first collaboration for the new year and, love how it turned out and um and it's because of you it's actually because of your podcast that i even you know found out about these guys and uh you know managed to uh to get a hold of them so i have to thank you for this particular um uh you know production
0: yeah this package is actually vince's dues he's paying his dues to me (laughs) (laughs) no but these are really cool they came out nice i mean I've been buying pins from BB Create, and they've sent some stuff over. Their quality is top-notch. So, like, I can definitely see, like, their influence on these pins, but I can, I can obviously your influence on these pins, and that's awesome. And I also wanted to call out the ingenious idea to make, like, a bunch of the same backing cards, but then just flip-flop yeah. them for whichever pin it is. Very smart. I like that. Yeah.
1: And it's perfect too, because like on one side it has our Instagram handles, the other side has our has our website on it. So you know all the information there is like it's not repetitive. It's actually all you know kind of unique to each side.
0: And it's not cluttered too. It's not like mm-hmm. s- 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 smashed into. I don't know what word I was trying to figure out. <laughs> smashed into like one little space. Um, all right. And the last and the last thing, I'm. Psh- I love little bags and little knickknacks and stuff like that. Like, I have no idea. Look, it's got even like little straps on it. Are you kidding me? This is going on a Ninja Turtle right after. Oh, right nice. After we open this up, but and uh, that bag's a
1: little that bag's a little stuffed. So uh, this is gonna be cool. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't just like explode and kind of fly out there once you open it. <laughs> no, that's what
0: we want. We want pins to just kind of just explode everywhere. Oh, Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord, look at all this. Oh my god, Vince. It won't. There's more. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think we got like one of every Pokeball in your in your set just it jammed is. into yeah. this bag. Okay. There
1: should, be, there should be 31 pins in there. <laughs>
0: best moment on the podcast to date no offense to anyone else but i mean <laughs> if you send me 31 pins in a tiny little bag <laughs> you're going to get that honor oh my gosh a little
1: it's a good, it's um it's funny so so those backpacks are um they're just they're um they're doll backpacks um <laughs> so um I just went on I just went on Alibaba and I just bought like a bulk of um backpacks for dolls um because I really wanted to replicate the bags from the Pokemon games uh for, for the pokeballs and so this is anyone who buys a full set or like at least you know 10 of the pins I stuff them all in the bag and send them out it's the easiest <laughs> way to package them. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, I could not imagine having to pack all these things, yeah. all these pins with backing cards and stuff like right, that. Right? Yeah. Holy cow! Let me see if I can uh, recalibrate. <laughs> I gotta move my head. <laughs> my chair's the focus point.
1: Yeah, your pores look great,
0: though. <laughs> okay. There we go. Holy cow! That was a lot of fun. Um, but that's also such a, I think, an awesome, clever, fun way. To like have fun with the unboxing experience and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, kudos to you for thinking that and uh, and the presentation and stuff like that.
1: <laughs> it's, just, it's just funny because like anyone who like actually buys the whole set and knows they're getting the whole set, I can't imagine they like look at this and like, is it all in here? <laughs> like, how does it all fit in this one little bag? You know, let alone know it like not even knowing what's in it. <laughs>
0: I had a feeling cuz I didn't see any and I knew that you released them maybe there's going to be some I did not think all 31 of them <laughs> <laughs> were going to be in here. I even dropped some. They're everywhere, dude. Oh man. Yeah. This is awesome. We're definitely going to have to figure out a way to like maybe like give these out to some followers or oh, yeah. uh, in exchange for a five-star review. I don't know. <laughs> we will figure that out, but but thank you so yeah. much. That was an yeah. awesome it was an awesome a, experience.
1: Yeah, it's a it's it's pretty much like um it's a it's a nice sort of uh um sampler, I guess, of of what I have, you know, sort of the um sort of some of the medical stuff, some of the Asian stuff, and you know, some of the, you know, purely fan art stuff um that that you know, we kind of put out there.
0: Yeah, you you covered it all and uh for anyone listening or anyone watching like go to vinpinshop.com <laughs> and have yourself a similar experience. This was awesome. I love it. Um, okay. What else we got? I still have so many more questions for you, but we're already, yeah. like, we're pretty deep into this thing. Um, so I, I want to talk about uh, your your marketing strategy and stuff like that, like, Aside from Etsy, we, we talked pretty extensively about Etsy. We talked a little bit about Instagram and stuff like that. Um, what other platforms or what other strategies are you implementing to try and get the word out of your pins?
1: Yeah. So aside from Instagram, which is probably, um, it's sort of the one platform that I uh, regularly update, um, I've been using Reddit, um, a lot for, for most of the fan art, uh, related pins. Um, you know a lot of the a lot of the communities on Reddit are you know very passionate and they're very uh, they're they're very uh, they 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 tend to really like quality and they really you know they kind of you know things that obviously kind of um, look great and, and stand out to them you know they'll upvote it and things you know will kind of fly up based off of um, what they what they enjoy uh, and so I've had a lot of success um, on Reddit. Uh, across, you know, all of the different, um, you know, pop culture uh, references that I that I do, uh, the Pokemon subreddit is is huge. It's like, um, you know, there are so many people that are uh, on that subreddit at any given time, and you know, they actually have a really interesting um, uh, schedule. Like, you know, on um, on weekdays on from Monday to Friday, they will allow you to post pretty much anything, you know, like fan art stuff, um, crafts, like they don't like the self-promotion, like they don't want you to just like put your website up on there. But if you're posting something really cool, um, like a really fun pin, uh, they'll, they'll let you put it up there. Um, And, you know, for the most part, if I post a, a pin on onto the subreddit, um, I won't post any of my information, um, but the, the information is in my profile. Um, and if somebody uh, leaves a comment asking where they could get it, then, you know, sometimes I will reply to that comment with, you know, some of that information. So it's a little bit like uh, it's a couple degrees removed from like, you know, just being plastered on the um, on the top post or, you know, on the on the title itself. But, you know, one of the things that I found very interesting is specifically for the Pokemon subreddit, um, on Friday, uh, right before the weekend starts, they close the subreddit um, to only only text posts that are related to um, the games or, you know, things that that are related to the official Pokemon company. Um, and so what I've, you know, and I, and I've posted on that subreddit every now and then, and I find that a lot of my stuff just gets buried, you know, within seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, one day I decided, you know, what happens if I post literally the last second before the scheduled closure of the weekend? Um, and so, you know, it for, so in Los Angeles, uh, I think it was like at 10 AM on Friday. Uh, and so I decided to make a post at like 959 and like 40 seconds um of my of the uh, of the medical pins. And um and it was perfect because once <laughs> that happened and it closed, there weren't any more posts. Um, and the only posts that could come up are text posts. And um and so the last image on that subreddit for the whole weekend was my post. Um, and it had so much exposure and there were so many people that I think I ended up getting like 30,000 likes or something like, or 30,000 upvotes. Um, and, uh, and it was fantastic. Was it even 30,000 or was it more than that? I need to, that it was like I, surreal. And I found so,
0: one of them. I found your um, Pokeball, your Pokeball post. And someone's comment says, I'll take your entire stock. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this one got over three thousand upvotes. Um, yeah, so the comments. original
1: one. Yeah, so I take it back. So the, the original one got fourteen thousand upvotes and four hundred comments, and um, and that was just because I I, I mean I guess strategically posted it like right at that time, um, and so every time after that I posted it at the exact same time, um, right before the closure of the website or the closure of the um, of the of the subreddit and it has been very
0: successful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what an amazing Everyone's gonna strategy.
1: You're
0: going to have robots. You should someone's going to make a bot or something like that now that that's yeah. out there or they're going to I don't but bravo for 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 figuring that out. That's it that's an incredible strategy. One question I did have is um 'Cause I, I know it's really it's really uh, it can be hit or miss on Reddit. You know, a lot mm-hmm. they don't like self promoting stuff, you know, if you're just there for to try and sell some products, you're gonna be you're gonna be called out pretty quickly, you're gonna be downloaded mm-hmm. and stuff like that. How do you go about crafting your your, your titles so they don't sound like uh, self promo y?
1: Well, you know, because um, you know, because a lot of these pins were truly originally made for um, my residents and my medical students. Um, that's how I that's how I title them. I say that you know I made these pins for people in my hospital. I made these pins for my residents and for other people in the healthcare community. Um, and that's it. Um, you know, I, I don't say that I sell them. I don't say that um, that you know, they were, they were made at, at certain numbers. Um, I just say that, you know, this is, I'm, this is what I made and this is why I made it. Um, and I just leave it at that. And, um, and people, yeah. And then again, like people will eventually say like, where can I get one of these? Or how do I, you know, do you have a shop? Um, and, you know, once, once someone breaches that, then I will tell them. Um, and I think as long as I kind of stay, you know, along on that side of the fence, you know, like I don't, I will not self promote until someone specifically asks me for, um, detailed information. Um, then, you know, I do, I do feel like that, uh, then the whole thing remains pretty genuine. Um, and, uh, which, you know, I think on on the one hand it is, and, you know, I think, you know, I really, I really do want people to, to kind of see, you know, these really fun things that I'm doing, um, but you know, at the same time, like I, I know that there are going to be people out there who who it resonates with, um, and you know will will contact me, and you know, and that's and that's that's great.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, you dude, you're really into Reddit. You have Vinpin has its own subreddit.
1: I, I just started that. I um, there's like no members, and uh, I just started it thinking that I would just mirror my Instagram post. and I'm just I just haven't been doing it.
0: <laughs> but that's really cool. It's just you're just trying to. You know, you're you're trying different things and you're seeing what sticks, what doesn't stick, and you're learning. There's takeaways with all these all these kinds of things, um, so I I just think that's really cool, man. You uh, cracked the Reddit algorithm. Oh man, that is hilarious.
1: Yeah, you know, I've been part of Reddit for a really long time, and um, you know, I've uh, I've I've contributed, you know, to a lot of different communities. I mod um, like two or three subreddits, and so. I'm pretty um I'm pretty familiar with uh sort of you know what people do and you know sort of the activity and you know when people are on it more and 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 not uh and um and so it's just something that I I'm comfortable with just like Instagram is something that I'm comfortable with you know I've been on Instagram since its infancy um you know several several years ago and so um you know for me to you know, basically, use these two platforms that I already had a prior, I had prior experience with, um, has fortunately been a very you know low, um, a very you know very very gradual learning curve, um, you know, as opposed to a lot of these newer platforms, you know, like TikTok and um, things like that. It's like I, I just don't really have the time to kind of dedicate to to learning the platform and you know, like getting the, getting the software to do the, the editing specifically for that formatting. Um, you know, it's great. I know that a lot of people use it and I know it's very, very, uh, you know, it's very successful for some people, but you know, it's just something that I haven't really wanted to venture into because I'm pretty comfortable with, you know, the two platforms that I am, you know, very, very comfortable with.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. So then follow-up question. What's, what's, um, in terms with like the platforms that you're really comfortable with, mm-hmm. what type of content seems to do well? Like, I guess more specifically, what kind of pictures seem to do well? Cause I, I see a mix of just, you know, really nice pictures on the corkboard and like that, that's kind of it. But I've also seen stylistic pictures, you know, sometimes n- next to Ninja turtle figures, pins and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like items, um, how do you go about like creating content, and and what works for VinPin? Well, um, I mean, I, I think that if you uh,
1: if you've gone through my Instagram, you'll you'll see that um, I very rarely ever post the same pin twice. Um, you know, every every now and then, um, if I if I do repost a pin it's because, um, I'm restocking it for the first time in a long time, or, um, or I'm re-releasing it with some, um, some design change, uh, that I want to highlight. Um, I've, uh, I've really tried, I mean, I, I think it kind of goes both ways. It, it's a lot of it's laziness, um, you know, trying, trying to post every day, um, and, you know, coming up with something original to post every day without you know posting reposting a pin design that I've already made before um or you know like showing the same pin but in a different position or a different lighting um is uh you know I know that it's it's very it's very useful and it's very effective in just kind of maintaining relevance and uh, maintaining a level of exposure but um you know a lot for me is just like I don't really have a whole lot of time to take uh you know, a ton of pictures, uh, in, in different places. And so, you know, I really try to limit my posts to, um, you know, just announcements and release dates. Um, and every now and then a couple of posts about, you know, how things are in hospital and, uh, you know, kind of things that are happening around me. Um, you know, I try to, I try to treat my Instagram as, as close to a personal Instagram as I can. Um, and, you know, try to post things that, I feel like I would want to see um, if I was, you know, following someone similar. Um, And, uh, and so that's, that's what I do. You know, I don't, I don't really have a, I don't really have a targeted um, plan of like, you know, this particular pin is going to be, you know, in this style. And then this particular post is going to be in this style. Um, I just decide like, you know, every, you know, every week or so I kind of decide, like, you know, this is sort of what I, I want to try to do, um, over the course of the week. Um, and then, you know, kind of figure out, you know, what's the best two or three posts that will kind of get that across. Um, and, uh, and I kind of just leave it at that. You know, I, I do, I recognize that I could probably do a lot more, um, and that, you know, there is, um, there is a broader reach. I could probably, um, I could probably get if I were to um, post more often or to get um, or to get on other platforms. Um, It's just, I guess, not a huge priority to me to um, go much more beyond what I currently have. And I think, you know, a lot of the growth that I have, which is fairly organic um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that rate of growth.
0: Yeah. I'm just doing like a quick, like, browse of your uh, your instagram and when you compare the uh the amount of followers you have to like the likes and the engagement that you're getting on your on your posts it tells me that uh you know you don't have to be posting every day in order to be successful or anything like that like you're getting good engagement like you're getting people interacting with your posts and stuff like that but i also think more importantly you're not like you're not burning yourself out. And by not posting every day and just kind of like, you know, it just, y- your approach and your strategy just keeps it like fresh. I'm looking mm-hmm. at it and it's like, yeah, I'm not seeing anything repeated. This is cool. We're seeing some like designs and some sneak peeks and some pins. And every now and then you're showing some face and that's cool. And, and you're having fun and you're having fun with it. That's like super important. Like this is like a fun feed. Um yeah, and I, I spend a lot of
1: time. I mean, if I don't know how many people actually read the descriptions of of the pictures, <laughs> um, but you know, most of the posts that I, I put out there, I, I write quite a bit. Um, you know, I try to I try to describe um, as much as I can in regards to why I'm posting it. You know, sort of the significance of it. You know, and sort of what you know what is uh, what is important at the time, uh, especially with the collaborations that I've been doing. You know, I really try to spend some time to really talk about the people I'm collaborating with, why I collaborated with them, what I really like about them. Um, and, you know, I think it, it, for that reason, it feels a lot more like a, like a personal account, uh, more than just a business account, because it's, you know, me kind of spending time and trying to write uh, write something that that's on my mind. Uh, that actually takes the most time, because, you know, I sit there on my computer and I write everything out, uh, like over the course of like two days. Um, and then, you know, once everything's ready to go and then I have the picture, then I kind of play everything together. Um, and, you know, the planning to to even put out one post that has, you know, some decent text and a, and a decent photo uh, by itself already takes me a couple of days. And um, <laughs> I don't know if I could do anything much faster than that.
0: <laughs> well, I think that's that's interesting. I think that plays a part in it too. Like the way that you're communicating with your with your audience and stuff like that. It's almost like we've come... To expect this kind of thing, and uh and that's just like part of the formula in like building and growing an audience organically, like you're doing it on your own terms and 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 you're sticking to kind of like what you want to what you want to do. I think I'm doing a terrible job at explaining this, but like you're sticking to like your values you're 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 taking your time, you're writing your captions, you're making sure your story's getting out there, so all of those things like combined i think uh play to your strengths and 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 i think that shows and i think that's really cool and it makes you a fun follow yeah thanks um let's see let's see um how do you determine success with your brand with your pin mm-hmm. shop how do you go about doing that do you I think you alluded to it earlier by being able to give back to charity and stuff like that. But a lot of people often think that it correlates to followers or sales and and things like that. What's your approach and and how do you determine success?
1: Yeah. You know, my success is, you know, to me success. Well, you know, I, 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 I love to, uh, there's, um, so, so one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite, uh, artists, uh, or singers, singer-songwriters is Jason Mraz. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been listening to him since, um, I was in college and, um, you know, very, very early on, um, he has a, um, I think he, I, I, he never even, he's never released a song, um, on any, uh, EP or LP, but, um, there's like a, there's like a backyard recording of, um a very early version of one of his songs, um, called gypsy MC. Um, and in that one particular version of the song, um, he has a lyric, um, that says, um, what is it? Fame is nothing more than loving someone and fortune is nothing more than loving what you do. Um, and, um, to me, you know, that and that quote, that specific quote is is something that I put, you know, it's like on your Facebook when it when it asks you like what's your favorite quote. That's that's the quote that I put on my on my Facebook. And you know, any time, like somebody asks me um, a question about like success and fortune and and luck, you know, that that's that's the that's the, that's the line that always comes to my head because um You know, it's, it was just a song that that really, really resonated with me when I, when I first heard it. Um, and it doesn't really exist anywhere. And so I really, I kind of, I like that. Um, and so, you know, I, to me, yeah, this, the success and the, and the fortune of, of this sort of venture, uh, you know, purely comes out of, um, the enjoyment of it. Uh, and, you know, knowing that there are people who, like it, um, is to me that's all that kind of really matters um you know i i know that there are you know the, the pin designers and, and pin makers you know there's there's such a broad spectrum of um, of different individuals that make up um the uh, the industry you know there are kind of smaller pin makers that Um, are doing it to pay bills and to kind of get through college and to, and to get through school. And then, you know, there are some who are making it like a full-time, you know, a full-time business and, you know, they are, um, you know, really trying to just um, grow and really just trying to make as many sales as possible. And then there's like everyone in between. Um, And, and uh, you know, my, my position in terms of uh, pin making, you know, I'm very lucky in that, I, you know, I have a pretty stable job. Um, you know, being a being a physician is is obviously tough, and um, but you know, I've I've paid off my loans, and <clears throat> I've, um, you know, I'm making a pretty you know comfortable salary. And so for me, um, the only reason why I'm doing um, this is really because I think it's just a lot of fun, and I think that. Um, The people who it resonates with, um, you know, really brings me a lot of fulfillment, brings me a lot of joy. Um, And then being able to turn it around and and donate it to a very important cause and a really charitable cause, uh, I think it's just really just like the cherry on top of everything. Um, And, um, you know, it really really makes everything, um, you know, feel truly worthwhile. Um, And, you know, and, and that's obviously you know, I'm, I'm very privileged and I'm very lucky to be in a position like that. Um, and I know that it's not the same for everyone and it's not the same for everyone who is even trying to, to start off, um, in this particular, um, you know, industry. Um, but, uh, but, you know, that's, that's really how I view it. If, you know, if I'm not really enjoying it or, you know, if I'm not able to, you know, give back or if the people who, um, who enjoy what I, what I do, Um, if, um, you know, if they're not necessarily, if it's not necessarily resonating with, with a lot of the people who I'm working with, or, you know, then it's, then I probably just wouldn't keep doing it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Great answer. Uh, I love that. A lot of that stuff resonates with me. It it, it also sounds like you're very, uh, woke Uh, (laughs) (laughs) self-aware, but, but that's really cool. I think that's really important and just your approach and everything. Like, I don't know, it, 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 it shows that uh, you're not about, like, the profits or anything like that. You're not, like, you're not on that side of the road, I guess is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, one of the one of the things that was, one of the notes that I had here, uh, and I can't believe we haven't gotten to it yet because it's mm-hmm. been staring at me right in the face, is the uh, the Gashapon machine. Oh. Did I say that correctly? <laughs> yeah. gash, gash, Gashapon or Gashapon? Yeah. Gash- yeah yeah um so so you were part of like the whole pop pop shop live recruitment type of thing like i think you were on there and then like bb create was uh right were were you on pop shop or no no.
1: i you mean the pin lab or you or just pop Shop in general
0: pop shop in general maybe i'm getting things confused the gashapon machine is a big thing in pop shop Mm -hmm. live feeds. So I think that's where I'm, I'm crossing streams a little bit right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do a lot of the Instagram lives, um, you know, where I, where I do a lot of the spins. Um, but yeah, pop shop, I haven't, I haven't really ventured into that, that area yet.
0: Okay. Shame on me for getting that mixed up. But, um, what I'm trying to get at is like, this is like, uh, becoming, I don't know if it's becoming like a popular thing, because I think these, these machines have been around for forever and a lot of people have been utilizing them in, in like lots of fun, different ways. But I really got exposed to it when uh, I was on the pop shop live circuit and just kind of like going hard at it and whatnot. And a lot of shops were doing it. And I was like, mm-hmm. all right, five bucks for like a, a mystery Rick and Morty figure. Let's do it. I, I yeah. think I spent like $40 in total and just like all these different like pulls <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, just like embracing the experience and whatnot so uh i kind of wanted to ask you how you got started with that um and and because you use it in a really fun way i love the way that you use it and uh shame on me for not for not stealing the idea and and, like doing it similarly yet i'll probably copy you because it's a great strategy but talk talk me through that
1: yeah well um i mean my my main issue is that um I have, I have so many B grade pins Um, and I, I, you know, part of it, I mean, part of it's kind of my fault. Um, You know, I like, I I mean, there's so many manufacturers out there and, you know, trying to find a manufacturer that is um, fast and relatively cheap um, and um, also turns out really good quality is like, it's like The holy trifecta, you know, like you're you're not gonna find it. You know, you you can pick two of the three, but you're never gonna find all three. Um, And um, and so I had a couple I had a couple of manufacturers that um, were were quite good, um, but they were really slow and they were they were pretty um, you know they're pretty you know cost uh, effective. And um, I started using a manufacturer that had decent quality, uh, that was pretty fast. Um, and, you know, was also pretty cost effective as well, but, you know, I know a lot of people will, you know, say that like a relatively normal, um, you know, B grade rate is like 10%, you know, like 10 to 12%, um, you know, defects is, is pretty acceptable. Um, and I would say that, you know, with, with this particular manufacturer that I have, Um, I was, I was seeing maybe like a 15 to 18%, uh, defect rate, but, you know, but being able to get, but they were making pins that, you know, would only take about three weeks, um, you know, from proof to arrival. Um, and, um, and they were pretty cost-effective and the quality was the quality of the good pins are good pins. Um, like, you know, all of the pins that, that you have right now, um, are all from this manufacturer. So they're good, um, and I'm and I'm pretty happy with the overall quality of it. But 15 to 18 percent, um, you know, defect rate is it's is a lot. lot. Yeah, it's high. And so I have, you know, I'll show this to you. I have this. Um, I've got this, you know, literal bucket of of <laughs> all the great pin that I've just been collecting, you know, over time. And you know, I really wanted to. Yeah, and I think part of it is also um, my standard for a B grade is is quite high. Uh, and so, you know, any, any little kind of defect, I, I tend to put in the defect pile. Um, and, uh, and so I just happen to have a high number of, of B grades. And I really wanted to figure out a way to um, give them to people. And, you know, especially when you're in the healthcare field and you're wearing, the pin on your badge or you're wearing it on your lanyard, it's like banging on things anyway. You're banging on patient beds and, you know, you're running into your desk and, and things like that. So a lot of these pins are going to um, get little chips or they're going to get little dents in them anyway. And, you know, when I started, you know, doing some polls and I started doing some surveys on my Instagram, there were a lot of people who were very much interested in B-grade pins that they could wear on their... Their white coats and their badges, and not have to worry about them getting too messed up if they already, you know, were not totally perfect. Um, but you know, because you know, you see this wall behind me of all the of all the different pins that I have. Um, you know, because there are so many of them. Um, you know, I really didn't want to, you know, individually list each design as a B grade. Um, and I thought it would be a lot more fun if there was like a blind bag component to all of it. And so I really, you know, I, I really kind of, like, bought in hard of this concept of, like, getting Pokeballs and actually putting the Pokemon inside the Pokeballs um, and giving them out to people as the B-grades. Um, and then, you know, once I, then once I kind of got down that train of, um, of, the, of you know, trying to, to find a good machine, I, like, somehow got it in my head that like the only thing that i could get that was acceptable to me was an actual machine <laughs> like not like the not like the the one half models or like not you know one of the
0: <laughs> the one that i got yeah
1: <laughs> i mean like th- those were all great but i was like if i'm gonna do this i want like the real thing <laughs> and so um so i went on like alibaba and i i ended up spending like I think I spent like 500 bucks on this machine Um, just to have it, you know, to have it shipped, um, shipped over. And, um, and I love it. You know, it's like, you know, having the, having the real thing and then, you know, using it for um, and so, yeah, so I've been um, within each of the, within each of the Pokeballs, I have uh, two B grade pins um, and one of the Pokeball pins Um, and you know, and each spin, uh, is 12 bucks and, which is a great deal, you know, because then you're getting basically two, you know, three pins for, um, for pretty much 50% of the cost. Um, if you were to buy them new, um, and you get the ball and, you know, you kind of get the experience of, of having something, um, done live. And, uh, and then that's been fun. And people have been really, people, people enjoy the, um, that, you know, the, the live aspect of it and, um, I think the only the only challenge was uh, was, you know, convincing my wife that this was a this was a good investment. A business um, expense. Yeah. You know, but the thing is that, like, I'm I'm really hoping that, you know, if I can ever once I can kind of get my act together and figure out how to, like, get a table at a, you know, at a con or, you know, to do an event. You know, this baby is going to do great in, in in any of those places. Um, I just need to you know, kind of figure that, that whole part of it out, which, you know, I feel like is, um, you know, once I, once I kind of figure it out and, you know, once I kind of get over that, that hump, then things will, things will kind of fall into place, but I've never done an event. I've never done a con. And so for me, it's, it's like this unknown that I, that I've yet to explore.
0: Well, you have a lot of, uh, I think, tools like at your disposal, you have a pretty big arsenal to, to kind of work with. So when the time comes, I can only imagine how cool, like, your table and your setup is going to be. Because you seem <laughs> like the type of person who would really go, like, the extra mile to 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 really make, like, the branding and the presentation, like, what you vision. Like, it, I don't know. To me, I, I just think it, it would be a lot of fun. Like, you're probably going to – you're going to obviously have that machine, but mm-hmm. – I don't know. I think you're just gonna have a lot of more fun Pokeball stuff and, and whatnot. But anyway, back to the to the Gashapon machine strategy. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> gr- I love the idea. I love the fact that they get the the the, the Pokeballs uh, um, included with it, which is really cool. But I I love the social aspect of it too. Like, cause I'll I'll watch these Instagram stories of people like pulling, like, and it just it just. It just I don't know. I just think it's so cool and it's just it's so much fun. So I can only imagine like if I see like my order number pop up there and, and see that, like it'd just be so cool. So Yeah, and yeah, it's and it's great too because um
1: I guess we haven't even really talked about it either, but you know, with for all the with for all the Pokemon that I have, um, I also have shinies of every single one that I've made. Um and um but you're a madman. I know it's it's kind of crazy because now I have like two bins for each one. And so, um, and so what I've been doing is, you know, I have for every 100 uh, pins that I make, I do 10 shinies with it. Um, and for basically every, for every, you know, 10th poke, you know, for every 10th one that I sell, I just include the shiny in the order. Uh, and, uh, and so, so far the Shinies have never been for sale and they're always just sort of like fun extras that, you know, people may or, or, or may not get. Um, and, uh, and it's been fun to kind of see people react to them and, you know, people post about them in their, in their stories. Um, and it's not even something I really advertise a whole lot on my Instagram, like every now and then I'll talk about it, but it's not something that I really put out there because I don't want people to have the expectation um, that, you know, they are supposed to get one, or they're are owed one for for any particular reason, uh, and so I've just tried to keep it as much as of a surprise like, as I can. But you know, the fun thing is that this this machine also has about ten percent shinies in it too. Um, and so, if you're getting two uh, two pins or two you know full pins per pole, that's like a one in five chance um, that one of one of them is going to be a shiny. And so it's um, so people have been more drawn to um to to get one of these polls because you know there's there is something in it that they actually can't get if they if they tried
0: yeah and and that's that's the key with like the blind bag series like showing them something that's like super cool super limited you can't really get anywhere else and and Mm -hmm. i guess when you explain the odds or you tell them that there's like a one in ten chance or, or or whatever it is for anyone um it just makes the hype more real I guess it mm-hmm. makes the excitement boosts up the excitement and um ah that's really cool. I'm actually trying to do a blind bag thing myself. I don't want to mm-hmm. give away too oh, I I don't even know if it'll be up by the time this uh, this podcast airs, but we're trying to do some like turtle stuff.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: And I got to figure out a way to, to, to work that, like work the gashapon into it. But right now I just ended up buying like, <laughs> they're like drug bags, like blank, like <laughs> mystery drug bags. <laughs> and I was just going to like design like a little card and put like the pin in there or something like that. But, um, but it, it's really important to think about like the odds of getting something mm-hmm. really cool or whatnot. Cause I think that really, it just helps.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and being able to do it live, I mean, you have to do it live because, you know, there's there's always that aspect of like, but what if you're just sending me the same things over and over again? You know, what if it's not truly blind? You know, what if you're just putting all the same things into the bag and just shipping them out as blind bags? Um, And so at least having that aspect of it and showing people like, yeah, each spin has been something different and each of these orders has been something different. Um, uh, you know, at least, at least adds to the authenticity to it besides of, you know, besides just saying it's a blind bag and, you know, like who's, who's to say if everyone just got the same thing because nobody's necessarily talking to each other. Um, and at least there's that, you know, I've had, um, I've had two people, you know, I've done <clears throat> so far, I think I've done maybe like a hundred individual spins for this thing. And I've had two people, uh, message me after and say they didn't like their spin. Um, and, um, you know, one of the, I was like, yeah, I know, but that's the, you know, that's, that's the idea behind it. You know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's pretty cheap and, you know, you're getting, you're getting a lot out of it. So, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, but that's, that's the, that's the spirit of the, of the Gashapon. And, uh, you know, I've had, they're like, are you sure you can't just like re-spin it or just, you know, just like, like, don't tell anyone, but, but just maybe just like switch some of these out for me. And I'm like, no, that's that's not cool. And I've I've had one person unfollow me because of that. Um, and I'm like, that's fine, I guess. Um, you know, I'm sorry that you're so offended by the the really cheap pins that that you just got because of fun thing that I'm trying to do.
0: Yeah, like you said, that's the nature of these machines. You you got to know that you're assuming the risk, like this goes back to when we were kids and we'd see like little like sticker machines, you put the 50 cents in, you push the thing. Oh, I hope I get a cool sticker. I mean, nine out of 10 times, you get like some lame sticker, but like, that's the cool thing. That's the appeal to these things. I don't know when I spent like $40 or so on pop shop buying all those pools, like, (laughs) you know, at the time I was getting like some Disney ones from a friend. They didn't like them. I wasn't a big fan of like the Rick and Morty ones that I pulled, but like, I would never have gone to them and be like, Hey, can you do it again? Or it's like, all right, well, that was fun. That's what it was. You know, you just, uh, minimize your risk by only doing one spin or, or I don't know, man. Yeah. You didn't need that follower.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it goes both ways too. Right. Because like if there's something that you really wanted and you get something else and you didn't realize like, Oh, that was actually really cool too. I would never have gotten this on my own if, um, if I hadn't gotten it randomly like this, um you know I feel like you know there's 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 really potential of, of getting something you really really like out of that that you'd even know that you would like and so um like it, it goes it goes both ways and I think that you know as long as you as long as you try to be happy with you know at least happy with that experience then I think that's all you can really uh ask for and um yeah you know <laughs> unfortunately it's only happened like you know really that small handful of times and And for the most part, and I think maybe it's because, you know, a lot of, a lot of the people who, um, a lot of my demographic are in medicine and they know I'm in medicine. Um, I think there's a little bit more of a, of a, of a mutual respect there to begin with where, you know, a lot of the people who I talk to or who message me, um, you know, they'll, they'll talk to me and I'll talk to them in a very professional manner. You know, it's like these are weird. We're two healthcare providers talking to each other um, and, you know, and we're just trying to come up with some solution to something. And so I've been really lucky that I feel like I've been somewhat insulated from, you know, some of the really bad um, customer interactions that that a lot of people have had, especially kind of starting off or, you know, especially when we're talking about small business.
0: Yeah. Um, sorry, I got distracted by the thumbs up that just showed up on your screen.
1: Oh, did I do something to make a thumbs up happen?
0: I don't know. I've never seen that before. I was like, are we about to hit like a time limit on? It was like a little thumbs up emoji. Oh. That's... It was weird. <laughs> it just popped up like, like on the corner of your screen. I'm like, what the heck is that? I, I, we are running long. This is like a free version of Zoom that I'm using. But I didn't
1: know that they cut these things off anymore.
0: I don't think they cut it off. Well, I, like, I haven't seen anything that cuts it off with just like two people. Um, yeah. But yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to get distracted by that. I'm just like, oh, no, it's okay. <sighs> um, but yes, the nature of the gashapon machine and and the that's what it is. It's fun. Yeah. You're having a good time with it. the The thing sounds like it's paying for itself. Um, but more importantly, it, it, it's fun and it's another. It's a really fun way to engage with your audience.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We'll put it at that. Um. Yeah. All right. I got one more question before we okay. enter the, this or that rapid fire, because I know you cool. got kids to attend to. I got yeah. dinner to make like <laughs> we got things to do. Um, I want you to look ahead, um, whether it's the next this upcoming year, two years, mm-hmm. five years, kind of. What's your vision for VinPin? How do you see it like growing? Are you going to like continue to release pins probably but are you going to venture into other things you're doing more collabs now as of recording this um you you posted a a, a collab with um hodgepodge bridge collage yeah Bree collage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah
0: so i think that's really cool that you're branching out and you're doing like lots of other stuff <laughs> is that kind of like the roadmap that you have for vin pin
1: yeah you know i um i I still think that, you know, um, I mean, collabs, collaborations, I feel like are just are just so much fun. And I think that in terms of creativity, um it it allows, I, I think for me it it does a lot to fuel my own creativity because I'm, you know, if I'm just doing this by myself, um, I've you know, I'm kind of reaching that point where uh, I I need to kind of think of something new um, and something that uh, is not just going to be, you know, more Pokemon stuff or more Star Wars stuff, um, which I'm sure a lot of a lot of my followers would be perfectly happy with because I'm sure that a lot of a lot of people followed me because of sort of this initial inventory of pins. Um, but um, but I do think that you know if I need if I wanted to you know keep going I feel like I really would want to kind of branch out into other areas either other fandoms or other more original things um, and uh and i do think that you know doing collaborations uh gives me sort of that ability to um to try something that is out of my own comfort zone and out of my own wheelhouse um and you know trying to work with someone who is doing something totally different but also in medicine you know um and uh and i think that that's been great uh, so, yeah, so like for uh, this, um, this collaboration I'm doing with um, with uh, Sumana, um, you know, we're doing these scrub caps, uh, which, you know, is going to be my first, you know, my first try into doing something that's going to be textile based. Um, but, you know, scrub caps are something that uh, people have been asking me for for a long time, but I have just haven't wanted to do it because, you know, I don't want to have to learn a new medium Um but then, you know, partnering with somebody who already has that experience and already has that background. And, you know, she taught me a ton of, of how to set up the patterns, you know, make sure that things can repeat and not look cut off. Um, you know, I've learned so much from her and she has been, you know, amazing. And she handmade all of these scrub caps. Um, like I, you know, I made the design, I, you know, ordered the linens and I, you know, she's in, she's in San Diego and I, and I drove them to her in San Diego and she made them. Um, and, you know, it was like a true collaborative effort because she taught me all the skills I needed to make the design. And once I created the design, she made the, she made the caps and it was amazing. Um, and I would love to do more of that and, um, and really try to add to you know the, the the connections that I've made, and and add to just sort of the different areas that that people really uh, want to see. You know some of this stuff uh, in. Uh, additionally, um, I've been trying to work with a couple of sort of larger companies um, to <clears throat> design pins for them too. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm not actually sure when this is going to go live, um, but let's <laughs> see. Yeah, but it, this, but this pin will probably be live by the time, um, by the time we, uh, by by the time this airs. Let's see. Uh, do I have it here somewhere? Yeah, I do. Um, so there's a scrub company called Mediclo uh, that I, you know, I, I buy my scrubs from them um, and I'm a big fan of theirs. Um, and so, you know, they do only scrubs. And there are other scrub companies out there that have done partnerships with pin designers. And, you know, they sell pins, you know, as a collaboration between, you know, sort of these two companies. And so, you know, I've been trying to reach out to Medical specifically because I, I like their mission statement. They're all about sustainability. Um, you know, they plant a tree for every pair of scrubs that they sell. Um, everything they do, like their packaging is all sustainable, it's all eco-friendly um and you know they've they've really tried to push that idea of saving the planet uh while saving patients like it's a kind of it's kind of a fun it's a kind of a fun riff and so um you know i so i was trying to reach out to them and you know say like hey let's do a collaboration you know let's let's put something together and you know for for a lot of these companies it's it's hard for them to say like yeah let's let's do let's do something we've we've never done before and uh you know, take, take a chance on, on a small business that, you know, who knows, who knows where they're going to end up going. Um, and, you know, I contacted them a couple of times to see if they would want to do something. And, and each time they were like, well, think about it, you know, we'll, um, you know, we'll see when the time is right. Until finally, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to make a design. Uh, and I'm just going to send it to them and see, like, if, if you like this design, then let's make it, you know, then at least, you know, at least I, I, I've made that kind of first initial step to try to meet them uh, halfway, and so I created this pin um, for them, uh, which is um, you know it's a heart you know in the with the uh, with the globe inside of it, um, and you know I was like you know this is I created this pin for you you know you guys are specifically about healthcare and you know environmental. Um, wellness and you know I I made this pin to combine those two ideas and you know I want to and if you're okay if you like it let's make it and let's do a collaboration and they were like that looks great let's do it um and so um so hopefully in the next uh, week or so from you know the time of this recording um this pin will officially go live in their shop um as a as a an official collaboration between the two of us um and stuff like that I think is going to be a, a lot of fun, you know, because like, you know, a, a pin like this, you know, I, I love the design, I love the concept, but it's probably not something that I would have made for my own shop uh, specifically. Um, and even though I think that there are a lot of people who would probably like it and enjoy it, uh, my current um, my current base is, is probably less likely to. Um, and, you know, I, I would have to kind of find a, a whole new, um, a whole new following to be able to appeal this to. Uh, And so it was, it was a good way for me to maybe appeal to a different base without having to, without having to create it myself.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Pin great forward, future forward vision. Like you're thinking ahead and, and collabs are definitely like a great way to, to learn, like you said, learn about new, new techniques, new items, new process, just learning like gaining like new friendships too. Like, I'm sure like, you know, there's probably going to be more collabs down the line with, with BB create and, and, Mm -hmm. and with the, uh, the scrub caps, I'm sorry, suma,
1: sumana. Sumana.
0: Yes. Um, and that, that's like the cool thing about collabs, but also you're, you're, you're getting your brand out to like another audience, shared, Mm -hmm. shared interests and stuff like that. So that'll definitely like help you grow. And, uh, help you keep stay on your toes you know you're not going to get bored just making pins (laughs) yeah but uh but that's really cool um okay by far hands down the longest podcast for (laughs) pin pals for sure i don't i don't know if anyone's ever going to top this two hours like i'm I'm, I'm loving it well i don't know what it's going to be like once it's like edited down or whatever but oh Yeah. yeah uh hey, you know, maybe I can turn this into two parts and and, and really milk it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cut myself, uh, give myself like a, a week off or something. But anyway, um, we've reached the end. I mean, I, I have a bunch of questions and I'm sure we could keep this conversation going on and on and on, um, which probably, you know, Maybe we should, like, line up a part two at some point in the future. Um, I would love that, yeah. Because this has been nothing but an absolute pleasure, and I do have a bunch of other questions, and I know that we can just go down the rabbit hole of all these other, like, little things. But for the sake of time, um, let's just get into this this rapid fire, this or that kind of deal. Um, Soft enamel or hard enamel? (laughs)
1: Uh, Hard enamel, but... um... I've I've recently started uh, doing a couple soft enamel pins with, like, the epoxy coating um, and screen printing on top of the epoxy, uh, which is super cool because it kind of makes a little bit of a 3D
0: effect. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, So, you know, as long as there's a case use for it, um, I've been kind of experimenting more with that. But by and large, uh, hard enamel.
0: Yeah, I was just looking to see if I had, uh, like, a pin with the soft enamel epoxy, but I don't think so. No. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck, Vince? No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. (laughs) That would have been a good idea, actually. (laughs) Dyed enamel pins or glow-in-the-dark enamel pins?
1: Ooh. Um, You know, I have recently... I I think, you know, when I first listened to this podcast and I remember hearing this question, the answer would have been uh, glow-in-the-dark because I was playing a lot with glow-in-the-dark pins. But, you know, the more I've listened to your podcast... And the more I've heard a lot of your, I guess, say dyed, dyed <laughs> pins, um, I've been doing more and more of that. And I, I really like it, like, you know, like the logo pin that I have, uh, is, is a dyed pin. Um, and, um, uh, and I've, I've got a couple of, of pins that I've, I've just released in the last couple of months that have been, you know, dyed, you know, black and, you know, mostly black, which, you know, is really great with the, uh, with the smooth coating, but, you know, trying some of these other colors has been really a lot of fun
0: it is a lot of fun uh i love i think enamel pins is my answer but it's just so just so cool it's just different it kind of breaks up the norm of what you'd Mm -hmm. expect like a pin to to kind of look like
1: yeah it gives you an extra it gives you an extra layer to work with i feel like um that you wouldn't otherwise have had if you were just trying to use it as a the the metal as a as an outline Mm
0: -hmm. uh rubber backings or butterfly metal backings
1: so I prefer rubber backings, but um, a lot of people in the, in the healthcare field, because they are wearing their pins on their badges and their lanyards, and it's like bouncing around and um, you know, they, they fall off really easily when they're on the rubber backs. Uh, and so um, I've had a lot of people in the healthcare field say that they like the metal backs more because they're a little bit more of a, of a tighter fit especially when it's kind of like bouncing around Mm -hmm. um but i prefer like the rubber backs because i like you know sort of the the variability of it
0: yeah yeah these are pretty cool i like that uh, a majority of them like i think all the pokemon the pokeball pins had uh the clear rubber backings and that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. um yeah man you should sell some like lock blocking backs or something like yeah i know (laughs) But uh, I don't need to tell you how to run your shop. You know how to do things. You seem to be doing just fine on your own. (laughs) Are you hashtag pin game strong or pin game proper?
1: (laughs) You always ask that. I think it's hilarious. The the answers are always... Um, I've I've only ever used pin game strong, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's hilarious that you always
0: ask that. It's so dumb. It doesn't matter. It's the same thing, but it's just so fun to ask. <laughs> I love the pin game confused. That's that's like my favorite thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that you're laughing too. Like, like f- the podcast has an inside joke. <laughs> it
1: was like when you're like as a fan of the podcast, and then you're like hearing, you know, these questions and like, you know, it's just, it's hilarious to hear over and over
0: again. <laughs> I love it. Hashtag pin addict or hashtag <laughs> pin collector.
1: Oh boy. I would say pin collector.
0: I see that yeah. board you have up on the corner. I don't know if that's your yeah. pins or,
1: or stuff these you are, bought. These are, it's, it's most, actually I'll, I'll show you um, this. um, So the first pins I ever collected that were like, Sort of the what got me into pins in the first place were um, you, you ever heard of Mondo? Um, yes, they are like they like do a lot of um, artwork and they do like some vinyls, but they also do like pins. Um, but um, every time like a new Marvel movie comes out, um, one of the artists uh, for um, for Mondo, Tom Whalen. He will always do a comics accurate version of whatever new movie is uh, coming out, um, and so that's that's actually the collection that I have spent most of my time collecting. Um, so it's all of these kind of comic accurate Marvel pins, um, and uh, I've been I've been collecting these pins for like seven or eight years probably. Um, And, uh, that's, that's like my, you know, if I, if I had to, if I had to complete a collection, that's, that's the one that I've gone out of my way to try to complete. And some of these pins are, some of these pins are impossible to find. And I'm like glad that I got them as early as I did.
0: Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like that. I like hearing about people's pin collections and like what specifically like they collect. So that's pretty cool that you have uh, (coughs) a pretty big collection of those novel (laughs) comic drawings. Uh, (laughs) Where's your favorite place? Where's your favorite place to rock a pin? Uh, my favorite place.
1: My favorite place is my backpack. Um, I have oh, a I thought of, it was gonna be your white coat. I, you know, when you're in the ICU, you don't really wear a white coat. Um, you know, usually, usually the people who wear white coats are like in clinic, um, or you know, maybe like on the, you know, on the regular uh, wards. But like when you're like running in and out of patient rooms, um, you having a white coat is you're just constantly taking it off and putting it back on again, if you're wearing it. Uh, so I don't actually wear a white coat and I have, I usually have one pin on rotation on my badge. Um, but a majority of my pins, I have like five or six pins on my backpack. Uh, and I, and I carry that around everywhere I go.
0: Nice. I do the same thing too. Always make sure it's the logo pins so that people, if they're curious, they're like, Oh yeah, let me check that out. But uh, yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I think it depends on where I'm going. I put, I put pins everywhere. They're on my jackets. They're on all of my beanies, all my hats, mm-hmm. my backpacks, my fanny pack. I got one of those, like, hip cross-body bags. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll put it on, like, the, uh, the strap of that. Very European. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's see. Oh, I added some new ones. Um, is <clears throat> there a pin that you wish that you had released? A pin that's not yours, but something that you saw that you wished you released. Like, damn, I wish I did that. Oh.
1: <sighs> Man, I want to say that so um so in the healthcare field, uh, there is um there's one designer who um who is amazing. Um, ra- you know, Radgirl Creations. Um, she is a incredibly prolific uh pin designer, and she makes uh, tons of pins, um, or for the, for the medical community. And, um, over the past year or so, she's actually been like making specific pins for different, um, spe- subspecialties in healthcare. So like, she has like, a like, and all of her packs are five pins. So she does like, you know, she has a pin pack for cardiologists. She has a pin pack. For, like she, today, she actually released a pin pack for, um, dieticians. Um, And, uh, and it's so many pins like she's, she's released maybe 30 of these individual pin packs over the last year. Um, and, um, and she's incredibly prolific. And, uh, and I gotta say, I mean, there are, there are a number of pins that she has, has put out there that I'm just like, man, you know, that would be perfect. You know, like she released a pin pack for like pulmonologists. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is like all me, you know, like it's, it's like my, my exact specialty. And, you know, everyone that I work with, all of my colleagues would like love this stuff. Um, and so, you know, I, there's not like one single pin, but you know, there are definitely collections of pins uh, of hers that I'm like, man, you know, some of this stuff is, is really, really great and really, really um, resonant with, you know, the medical community. And I think that, w- I think what she's doing is amazing.
0: Yeah. Quick shout out to Rad Girl Creations. I just did a quick Google search, found their website. Oh my God. The presentation and stuff like yeah. that. Like, yeah, I could, yeah, I, I would be not jealous, but like, dang. Like, <laughs> you know, like when, it, when it comes to, you know, what I'm trying to do, I feel like she's
1: like the standard. Um, and like, you know, I, I obviously want to do it my own way and, you know, do it, you know, like with my own style, but like, You know something similar to to what she's been able to create in terms of diversity um and you know sort of engagement i'm like that's you know that's that's what i want to do
0: yeah that's really cool it's it's important to have um people like that like in all communities that help inspire it's not so much of like getting jealous or, or anything like that or feeling like damn i wish i released that it's like that's really cool That's very inspiring. Like maybe I can do something like that or I don't know. It gets the gears, the the creative juices flowing, if you will. So so that's pretty cool. Um, Who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Uh, Donatello. Why? Well, he's a scientist. Easy. Brains got (laughs) to stick together. He's been my favorite
1: from, yeah, decades, man. He's been my favorite. I love it.
0: Uh, favorite pizza topping?
1: Uh, just basic, you know, sausage, pepperoni.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, what's your favorite pin hashtag to use? Ooh.
1: Um, for me, um, it, at least at least for for physicians, you know, we have like doctor life and resident life and nurse life, um, and uh, and so I. I tend to I tend to use those hashtags the most um, because it's like trying to appeal to that exact demographic that uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to reach. So like things like doc- yeah doctor life, resident life, nurse life are probably the the three hashtags that I've used probably on every single post that um, that have some sort of medical related item to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- th- Smart. I mean, it's a good idea to try and find the blend of like, the two audiences. Like, you got the pin collectors and stuff like that. But then you have folks in the healthcare field that probably are following those, those hashtags. So, smart. Very smart. Um, Vince, last question. What are the little things in life for you? <laughs> uh, for me, uh,
1: you know, the little things in life are... I mean, I guess it's a really big thing, but for me, it's just, you know, trying to be trying to be present, you know, with um, with everything that's happening, you know, being present with, um, you know, my friends and my colleagues and, you know, also being present with, you know, my wife, my kids and, you know, just just watching the family grow like that's to me the 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 best thing and the uh, the most fulfilling thing that I could possibly ask for.
0: I love it. It's such a great answer too, and something that I'm actually trying to practice myself, just- staying in the present moment and trying to you know really really make it count because it's been a scary world but uh (laughs) good answers, good answers in general this was an amazing conversation um i didn't think i mean we we plan to go live to chat for an hour um (laughs) <laughs> we went well over that so uh, yeah. please please forgive send my my my, my sorries to the wife and to the kids i didn't mean to keep you <laughs> apart from them for that long <laughs> but no but it it went by so fast
1: yeah it was great this was so much fun
0: yeah uh well i mean we're going to have to have you on again at some point in some capacity, either for like an update or we could talk more strategies. Cause you know, I, I did want to ask about like hashtag strategies, more marketing strategies and stuff like that. But I mean, that itself can turn into like a separate side podcast, First a star. spinoff or, <laughs> or whatever. But uh, so I just want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your transparency, uh, being open, being vulnerable, all those things like, True. just I felt inspired just by talking with you, so I hope other people can feel this the same way just based on on all your answers and just how friendly you are. and uh, so I just want to thank you. thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for being Thanks, a supporter. Just, just thank you all around.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know I I mean, I, I've said it before and um, you know I, I love this podcast. Um, I you know love everything that it represents and I love everything that you've accomplished with it. Um, you know, speaking from personal experience. Um, it has taught me so much. It has introduced me to so many amazing people. Yourself, you know the guys, you know Mike and Miguel from BB8, uh, BB Create, and you know a number of a number of other um, makers as well. And so, you know, I think I am I am living proof that this uh, that this podcast and this community is um, is is strong uh and uh and then you know shout out to you for for doing all this and and keeping up with it because i'm sure it's you know it's it's quite uh it's quite taxing
0: yeah this episode in particular i have a feeling <laughs> is going to be a <laughs> no i'm just messing <laughs> around i appreciate that um yeah it it's still wild to uh to kind of sit back and just kind of look at like what we're building together through the podcast and and with this community and to see like now we have Officially now I can say like two alumni uh, of the podcast have like collabed. Um, Yeah. It's just wild. Um, But yeah, so uh, we'll we'll end things off. I'm going to give you the floor. Um, If you want to give any more shout outs, if you want to thank anyone, let people know where they can find you on the social medias and, uh, you know, take it away.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, so my shop is uh, vinpinshop.com. Um, and, um, we, we talked about this a little, a little briefly in terms of, um, of discount codes. Um, and I do want to say that, um, you know, anybody, especially from this podcast who, who makes it this far, <laughs> 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 um, if, um, yeah, if you, if you go to my site and uh, use discount code pinpals uh, all one word, uh, you know, you'll get a 15% discount. Um, and I will donate hundred percent of, uh, those proceeds to the American Red Cross. Um, the, uh, you know, again, I don't know when this is going to air, but at the time of this recording, um, you know, we're going through a major, major blood shortage right now, nationally. Um, and, um, you know, I think that, you know, it's really important to not only go out there and, and, uh, um, and donate blood if you're able to, um. And I think you know a lot of a lot of different institutions um, have set up um, you know blood you know donor drives and you know if you can do it definitely do it, um, but if not um, you know being able to support the American Red Cross and other organizations that are trying to fund these drives uh, is you know the next best thing. So that's where we're going to be putting these funds. Um, I do want to give a shout out to my family, my wife, who's been you know incredibly supportive through all this. Uh, she has put up with a lot. Um, we're sitting in our office right now, but, uh, she probably didn't know it was going to be like filled to the brim with all this pin <laughs> stuff. And, you know, she's, she's got a full-time job and she's working in here too. And she's basically like, you know, navigating through this mess that I've made. So, you know, she's, you know, she's really put up with, with everything, you know, put up with my job and put up with this little business. Um, and you know, she's been, you know, obviously, you know, taking care of the kids, you know, while I'm like doing all this stuff and, you know, not with them. And so, you know, huge, huge shout out to her and my family for, um, you know, for being really supportive. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's all I got.
0: Shout out to Mrs. Vinpin holding down the fort.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love
0: it. Well, Vince, I'll let you get back to your family again. Thank you for your time and your expertise and just being an overall just, chill pin maker <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> it's been a good time um i'm sure we'll we'll we'll, we'll hit the dms and, and we'll keep talking and um and yeah that concludes this uh this i don't even know i can't i can't even think of like a, a, an adjective to describe the podcast yeah, this slog the, yeah <laughs> the saga of a podcast um but yeah until then i'll see you around
1: all right man you too take care
0: peace